Okay. Um, hello out there, everybody. This is Isaac Ratwood. Can you hear me? Probably not. Uh, and that that's fine. You know, most of you probably wouldn't listen if you could. And, and, that, and that's totally cool. Seriously, you know. Uh, you probably have more important things to worry about, like trying not to get turned inside out or finding the least irradiated place possible to lay down for the night. But don't worry, everything is going to be okay. I just wanted to say that. Everything's going to be okay. And if it's not going to be okay, then it's going to be less bad than you're probably expecting. I think that's safe to say. I don't know how safe it is to say, but, you know, glasses, uh, it's, it's half full. It's, it's half full. It's funny. Most of everybody who was alive a year ago is dead now, but somehow I'm still here. Me. With no survival training or impressive physical traits or helpful mutations. You know, when all this started, I, I thought I'd be dead in a day or a week, but here I am. And that was a long time ago now. Ancient history, as far as this particular apocalypse is concerned. Turns out, you know, if you stare into the void long enough, eventually the void winks. Maybe that's what I can be for you. A wink in the void. A light in the rather oppressive and sort of unending darkness we're all living in. Smile, everybody. Things could definitely be worse. Wait a second, wait a second. Never mind. Uh, okay. Um, you can probably tell I didn't really have a plan when I got this thing working. I just wanted to say hello to the world. So, hello world. Hello. And, I, and actually, uh, you know, happy apocaversary. I'm almost positive it's March 30th today, in case you guys didn't know that. I've been counting the days in a little book I carry around just to keep civilization going in my own little way. Anyway, yeah, it's, uh, it's March 30th, a.k.a. The, the birthday of the apocalypse. It's crazy. It's, it's been a whole year. Hmm. <sighs> Sorry. Talking makes me thirsty. Hopefully you can't tell, but I haven't done much talking out loud lately. Luckily, I, I seem to still know how words work. What's left of the world seems to have forgotten how to carry on a decent conversation. It's mostly guttural noises and screeching these days, which can be unsettling and definitely uncivilized. You know, we already live in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. We don't necessarily have to act like it. I guess I should talk about myself a little. In the last couple hundred miles since I left Minnesota, I've really seen some things. I'm sure if you're out there and, and listening, uh, you've seen some things too. I used to live in Minneapolis, so I'm used to the frigid cold and a constant feeling of insignificance and futility. I guess you could say I feel right at home these days. But, but really though, it, it was nice. You know, Minneapolis had perks. It had lakes. That's the big selling point that they put on the license plates. Now I'm in southern Iowa. Iowa's a much bigger state than you think when you're walking. I found this little CB radio a while back, but didn't have any batteries till today. This farmhouse is stocked up with everything but 
decent food. That's where I am, by the way, a farmhouse outside Mystic, Iowa. Which isn't bad for a little Iowa town. Small, far less mystic in execution than it seems to be in name, but, you know, even these days. Totally abandoned, which is nice. Peaceful. Calming. It's kind of what I needed. I'm not exactly sure where I'm headed right now, just south. South is warmer. At least that's what conventional wisdom would indicate. Here in the empty, decaying icebox we're all living in, upside down is kind of right side up and conventional wisdom is all but gone out the window. Still, I, I couldn't spend another winter in Minnesota. It was hard enough there with space heaters and HVAC. So I'm thinking Texas, Houston specifically. I really think Houston is the spot. It's the, the, the place to be. I figure I'll keep, you know, whatever my destination is to, to the U.S. for now, just so I'm more likely to run into English speakers if I run into anybody at all. So Houston is plan A at the moment. It's surprisingly cozy in here, isn't it, Buffy? Oh, Buffy! I should tell you about Buffy. I can't believe I didn't mention him. He's right here. Ah, oh. You know, I, I call him Buffy because of uh, the Vampire Slayer. Did you ever watch that show? I really loved that show. I wish I had some of those vampire slang abilities, you know, right now. I can barely even regular kick, much less roundhouse kick. But uh, I met Buffy on the way here from Davenport, actually. He scared the crap out of me. I'm used to seeing a lot of weird stuff, obviously, but Buffy has a disembodied head, which is pretty odd even by present day standards. It was duskish when I saw him, like a little pale floating orb with two bulging red eyes just hanging there in the middle of the road, like six feet off the ground. I thought one of the shrouded shapes might have been using him as bait or something, so I just stood there staring at him for a while till I figured, you know, I, I can either go around through the woods, which I don't have to tell you why that's a bad idea, or I could go right up to him and Hopefully the shrouded shapes would be really hungry and they'd eat me without too much torture. But, you know, in the end, no, no shrouded shapes, just Buffy. This little floating head, looking for a friend. And he found one, didn't you? He doesn't talk, but uh, sometimes he winks, and that's nice. I'd prefer if he would wink in response to things instead of just periodically doing it, kind of randomly, but I'm willing to take what I can get. Out here, it's all about taking what you can get. I mean... I'd prefer if I could have a burger every night and not a cold can of green beans I fished out of a derailed boxcar, but that's what I've got, a backpack full of canned green beans. Which is a real bummer because there was a lot more food in the wreckage of that train and I'd have gotten a way better selection if I hadn't gotten chased off by that bear thing. You know, it was it was one of those, I don't even know how to, it was like a, like a bear, but also robotic, kind of like a Terminator looking thing. I don't know. They're scary. And, uh, and uh, you know, I saw it from a distance, and I, I don't really feel bad about fleeing before I got more food, because you know, dignity is not, like, my main concern out here. I mean, I'm, t I'm telling you about it. Clearly, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Why should I be ashamed? <laughs> Thanks, Buffy. Buffy just winked. That's, like, five times today, which might be a record. I appreciate the encouragement, buddy. Not bad for my first time on one of these radios, huh? My thumb's getting a little... Tired from pressing this button down, but this is nice. It's like talking to a silent therapist. 
You know what I was thinking about today? The aliens. Remember the aliens? Sometimes I still wonder why they wanted all those genitals. They took so many genitals, and that was strange. I never could figure out why they didn't want mine. Hmm. If any of you out there has some way of responding, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. I haven't seen or spoken to a human in forever. Except that one guy, right, Puffy? There was one guy we ran into, uh, Jacob. He was pushing a shopping cart around some little town. I don't remember the name, but he was collecting scraps of wood. When I saw him, it scared the crap out of me. I mean, I definitely didn't think he was human, and you can't be too careful when the whole world is trying to eat your face. So, yeah, I, I was terrified, and, and I ran into an abandoned family video to hide. After a while of watching him through the window, I was pretty sure he was a person and not a demon or something. He had waist-length blonde hair, and he kind of floated on his feet when he walked like a, like a ballerina. I probably would have thought he was an angel if angels were real, but that would be ridiculous, obviously. Anyway, he was, uh, he was wearing ratty clothes like me, and he, and he looked nice enough, but like I said, you can't trust anybody these days, so if he hadn't surprised me by pushing his cart full of wood right into the family video, I, I never would have talked to him, but he did. I hid in the back behind the adult films, waiting to see if he'd leave. In hindsight, as I looked around and saw a massive pile of wood in one corner of the store and a few blankets laying in the action-adventure section and the words, Jacob lives here, spray-painted on the wall, I, sh I should have known the video store was his house, but I've never been super detail-oriented. Anyway, I could hear his shopping cart rattling down the main aisle and soon I was face-to-face -face with the only real human person I'd seen in months. Jacob. He was tall and wide enough to fill the entire aisle, despite probably being real skinny beneath his robes. He looked at me, smiling and saying nothing, while I kind of scrambled to explain myself. I was like, uh, I'm so sorry I'm in your video store. I totally didn't mean to drop in on you like this. I, I didn't think anyone would be home. And, and the door was open, and, and you know, he just, he just cut me off and said in this, a weird high voice for a man as big as he was just I'm so glad you're finally here you know I, I think that's it's kind of roughly how he sounded and he, and he let go of his shopping cart and ran toward me I almost had pee running down my leg before I realized he just wanted to shake hands and we did shake hands which felt nice given it was like the first physical contact I'd felt in a you know a really long time and you know, not counting the gentle nuzzling I sometimes get from Buffy. But, you know, Jacob's hand was rough and, and dry, but but warmer than a, than a corpse's, so that was a welcome surprise. And when I got close enough to see it, I realized he was wearing a, a crown made of gray meat, which was, a, I guess, a less welcome surprise. We talked for a few minutes about life and how it was almost cliche to be squatting in an abandoned video store since... They were mostly abandoned before the apocalypse happened. And then conversation got a little weirder, and I realized pretty quick there that Jacob was under the impression that he was the Antichrist, which was really a shame, because the last thing I need in a companion is psychosis. Not that I'm discriminating, it's just, like I was saying, we all know Christ and angels and all that had nothing to do with this Armageddon. Uh, may maybe they'll, they'll get the next one. 
but there was absolutely nothing biblical this time around. Anyway, all that aside, Jacob thought that if he built a large enough pyre and burned himself alive while chanting the correct satanic verses, his human form would melt away and he'd assume his role as inverted king of our rotting planet. He told me his satanic verses came to him in a dream, and when he recited them for me, I didn't have the heart to tell him that they were lines from a Tom Waits song. Jacob was super excited he'd run into me, since he, he needed someone's help tying him to a post in the center of his pyre and lighting it. He was afraid he would chicken out if he wasn't tied up and end up offending Satan and losing his shot at becoming evil incarnate, or, you know, whatever. Satan, according to Jacob, is very particular about such things. I didn't want to do it, really, but... Yeah, I, yeah, I, I didn't have anything better going on since it was getting too dark to keep walking, and, and I figured the pyre would be really warm, and... You know, he, he, was, he was really excited. Um, and I hadn't really been around anybody that excited in a while, and I, I just thought... You know, maybe, maybe I'll play along here and we'll see where this whole thing goes. And, well, so we went outside and, and built a little wood pile at the base of a telephone pole. And I tied him up with an old extension cord and got a nice fire going. And after a bit, Jacob decided it was hot enough. He started chanting the, you know, the Tom Waits lyrics. I'm sorry, it's not funny. It's a little funny. And I just stood there near the fire, warming my hands while he burned to a crisp. Turns out, uh, he, he wasn't the Antichrist, as far as I could tell. Which wasn't that surprising. Um, I, gu I guess when you think about it, it kind of makes sense that human beings are pretty much extinct these days. If we're not weak or stupid or diseased or, you know, something worse, I, I guess our, our own various psychoses tend to get us sooner or later. I know some people used to say humans are supposed to be the most adaptable creatures ever, but those people never lived through the end of the world. And those people have also never seen a bear Terminator thing build a nuclear waste-powered motorcycle out of old refrigerator parts and a pile of Furbies. And I have seen that, so I guess I'm the expert now. Looks like... Hmm, looks like one of the moons is, is going down now, though, so... It must be getting late. I should probably stop talking your ear off. Buffy and I could use some shut-eye, actually. It's been, it's been a long, uh, well, a long year. I like talking to you, whoever you are, and uh, I, I think I'll do it again, soon. I hope you're safe and sound out there. And if you're not, uh, well, I, I hope you're in relatively low levels of pain and anguish. Good night, everybody. Tomorrow's another doomsday. Sleep tight. Doomsday by Day is written and performed by Zach Carlstrom with production and sound design by Lindsay St. Clair. It's a lonely world and we're all looking for a wink in the void. So subscribe to Doomsday by Day. You probably won't be disappointed.